want the Big Ten Championship, and we're going to win it as a team. No man is more important than the team. No coach is more important than the team. The team, the team, the team. When the old season is over, you and I know it's going to be Michigan again. Michigan. Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Run Past Michigan, our RPM podcast here on The Athletic. Uh, maybe a special episode, maybe a different episode. I don't know, whatever this is. I'm Nick Baumgartner, and I am joined here today remotely by Austin Meek. Austin, how are we doing? Uh, okay, we are uh, maintaining our social distance here, uh, podcasting in uh, separate locations. Man, what a weird, uh, what a weird last couple weeks. I think that we... Uh, even just like a week ago, we anticipated that we would be talking about the start of spring football practice today, uh, and instead, mm-hmm. we are looking at a calendar with no sports for the foreseeable future. Uh, so, hey, I, I guess the uh, the good news or the bad news, depending on your perspective, is that we are going to continue to do the podcast. So, uh, if you need to hear a voice other than uh, your own and uh, those of your immediate family members... <laughs> Uh, we'll we'll be here to talk yeah. to you. Uh, we'll figure out what we're going to talk about. Uh, it's it's just weird, isn't it? It is weird, and you know I think we can, but we I think we can open it up to people too and say you know if there's anything they want us to uh, you know give a shot with or, or try to do. I mean, there's some kind of quirky different things we can do. Um, you know, whether it be an old game or an old player, or we can, you know, we can go back and talk about moments from last season. We can recap, you know, those types of things or bigger project things you'd like us to tackle. We can do that too. I mean, like if there's topics people would like us to dive into, you know, get at us on Twitter or, uh, you know, DM or whatever it may be. Um, and I think we can do that. I think we got, we got nothing but time, right? Awesome. I mean, we're, we're just kind of sitting here hanging out. So I think we should be fine with that. Yeah, for sure. I, I I think uh I think the main point of this podcast for uh for as long as this lasts is uh we yeah, we want it to be a you know, a conversation with you guys, our our listeners, our great subscribers to the athletic. Uh I mean we really appreciate all the people who have come on board uh, and everybody who's sticking with us during a time uh, when there's not a lot to mm-hmm. write about, at least not the stuff that we're used to writing about. Uh, so yeah, hit us up with some ideas, uh, send us a message on Twitter, uh, DM us, wh- however you can get in touch with us. Let us know what you want to hear. Uh, help us uh, help you pass the time. Uh, as, as we sit around yeah. and look for uh, look for things to do, all of us. So Nick, uh, you uh, you and I both, I guess, have the luxury of uh, being people who uh, work from home quite a bit. Uh, you know, the athletic is mm-hmm. great about you know giving us the opportunity to do that even before any of this uh, came about. And you know, typically in the newspaper industry, if if you were covering sports on the road, you worked from home at least part of the time. Uh, you know this this job is a little bit different in in the sense that there's not like a physical office that uh, that we would go to in terms of our uh, our group of writers uh, here in Michigan. Uh, you got any tips for uh, for people who maybe are working from home for the first time? Uh, <laughs> what, what's your work from home routine? I think I would say you know the best thing number one is like most people if you're working from home and you have a family who's also going to be working from home like you're going to have to adapt for them as you know right right? because sometimes when the house gets empty and you feel like you can do whatever you want 
uh, people invade your space. But that's for people who already work at home. For people who've never done it before, my tip, my, and Austin, see if you agree with me on this. I actually get, and you know, because we used to both work in offices and newsrooms uh, and things like that. I have found over the years, I get so much more done at home uh, when I am sort of left alone and not bothered. But at the same time, I guess we'll see how this goes with, with family in the house. But I think that people are going to be surprised at how productive they can be uh, from home. I think it's important to remember that, you know, you have enough... <laughs> stuff to drink enough water things in your house i mean there's you don't have to go out and buy lunch i mean there's all that sort of stuff so i would say you know make sure that um you give it a chance to allow yourself some time in in a separate place to uh to get some work done because i mean i've i've always found the ability to get uh, more done you know in my own space than i ever did in an office uh you just don't have people to talk to next to you i guess as much but um you know, maybe that's not a bad thing. I don't know. Maybe sometimes I always get distracted. I feel like when I'm around more people, I get distracted. When I'm not, it's better. Uh, but for me, the tip has always just been sort of like, uh, you know, uh, we writers, we're comfortable people. We don't, you know, get dressed up very often. <laughs> so, I mean, you don't have to get dressed up. You don't have to wear a tie, uh, anything like that. Uh, you can work on your couch or whatever it might be. But, um, yeah, I always, I, I think people, I think people might be surprised if there are people that are apprehensive about it or people who think it's just going to be a party. Uh, I think you're going to get bored with, uh, a lot of stuff anyway and probably want to get a lot of work done anyway so uh, I think for some it might be um, you know I'm trying to find a silver lining here I guess but for some maybe it'll be more productive or a little more surprising I guess we'll see yeah I've definitely learned just in the last nine months exclusively now working from home uh, I've definitely learned mm-hmm. uh, how to maximize my time when I'm working at home because I think you're yeah. right. If when you're working in an office, you know it's easy to kind of let an hour get away, and you look at the clock, and it's like, geez, what have I done in the last hour? I, I looked at Twitter, and you yeah. know I wandered around to the coffee room and whatever. Uh, when you're at home, uh, <laughs> and you're aware that, uh, especially as you said, if you've got family at home, uh, you're aware that your time is a little more precious. Uh, so I've learned like if I have. If I have an hour of undisturbed work, uh, that you know, that's that's a precious hour for me. I, I try to get that's pretty good. To get yeah. as much <laughs> done as I can in that uh, that amount of time. And yeah, you know, uh, a silver lining definitely uh, of being able to you know be around the family a little more. Uh, w- when I was not working from home, you know, I, I realized how much of my day was spent uh, away from my kids and away from my family. So uh, th- mm-hmm. that, that will not be the case over the next few weeks. We're going to get a lot of quality time yeah you know some of the some of the uh work from home uh advice that i would give uh doesn't doesn't exactly apply anymore uh you know in terms of like trying to get an hour to go to the gym uh not uh, not <laughs> happening right now so maybe just like stick your head out the window uh for for a little bit or you know go stand on your porch or go take a walk or something uh nice to uh, get up and get the blood flowing a little bit if if you've been uh, sitting in your office all day. But yeah, we'll figure it out together. We'll uh, we'll make it work. And so obviously we'll be around, and there'll be plenty for us to do stuff we were going to be able to do in spring anyway. Um, and and we'll see how the calendar goes. But I think I guess this was also a time, Austin, to talk about maybe you know where things are at with Michigan right now. What's been canceled? It's pretty much everything. But uh, you know, sort of where things stand and and you know where we're at right now with everything. Yeah, that uh, that really evolved quickly. Uh, whatever day that was, I've already lost track of time uh, here mm-hmm. here in my state of isolation. But uh, whatever day that was, uh, that that all those announcements were flying out, I, it, it evolved so quickly. From you know, at first it was going to be uh, continuing with games, 
with no fans in the stands and continuing with spring practice limited to essential personnel and then in a matter of hours basically uh every everything was canceled uh so the big 10 has announced that all organized team activities have been suspended until at least april 6th uh, and will be reevaluated at that time uh i i don't think anybody expects things to start up again that soon i think that would be a surprise and uh and the university of michigan has announced uh let me make sure that i have this in front of me um so the university of michigan has basically suspended everything uh no practices Mm -hmm. no games uh i i think uh and i don't know that if this is official but i I don't think that anybody is expecting uh, really any sports the rest of rest of the the calendar year. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's all off. <laughs> so I mean, that's the best way to, to probably wrap it up, or at least to explain it, in that it's all paused or on hold. Um, and I suppose we'll have to wait and see. I mean, one thing that I had thought about, you know, and I didn't get an answer. I think a lot of it was still being discussed the other day. But as time has gone forward here and you've started to see people, you know, suggest, you know, I think there's been mandates and suggestions or whatever it may be uh, to keep everything, you know, any gathering under 50 people um, to have that either be canceled or postponed, which would mean all of spring practice. I mean, the spring practice is going to be more than 50 people. I know Michigan also encouraged students to go home. So spring practice will be suspended. Uh, if you're encouraging students to go home, my question that didn't get answered yet was, are they going to be able to use the facilities? I'm not, I'm not sure if they've, you know, allowed that. There's a lot of liability that goes on with, with stuff like this, I think. that. Uh, so we'll see how that all goes. But, you know, as, I, as, I'm, as I'm going through the roster overall, and I was doing that this week anyway um, for something that will publish this week, um, you know, I was sort of asking myself, like, which guys, which position groups, you know, are maybe going to be most impacted um, sort of by, you know, a stoppage. And, you know, I mean, everybody focuses on quarterbacks. I mean, one that I thought about was offensive linemen, you know, I mean, they're, they're, you know, guys that really needed spring that maybe won't get spring. And this is kind of different territory for all of us as we're not really used to this in terms of the offseason and how it would look. So if college football, but what if it does come back? If it comes back this year and they don't have a spring practice? Uh, you know, I don't, I'm not sure how that'll go or if they're going to train on their own or maybe it'll just be an old-fashioned, we're going to find out who's best and who's not. I don't know, but those are all things that uh, we'll have to answer in time. I'm not also, I know we're not going to speculate on that either, but, um, you know, for right now, a lot of it's on hold. Um, and, you know, I guess that's maybe my other question, Austin, would be is, you know, what are guys doing for training? I, I guess maybe those are things we can ask them as they go forward here, um, you know, throughout the next couple of weeks. Yeah, we are in totally uncharted territory here. Uh, and I guess you know, in terms of, of the college football calendar, uh, you know, it, it, it's mm-hmm. a different deal for college football than it is for some other sports. I mean, obviously what, what we've seen in basketball, uh, you certainly, you know, you feel for those athletes, <laughs> basketball players yeah. whose you know, careers ended so abruptly. Uh, and, you know, and, and also the spring sports, you know, the uh, college baseball, Softball, track and field, uh, those athletes losing their whole seasons. Uh, you know, there's. Mm-hmm. It seems to be there's momentum now uh, to grant uh, an additional year of eligibility for those spring sport athletes, which certainly seems like the right thing to do. Uh, but also, you recognize that you know, for athletes, especially those at the end of their careers, um, sticking around another year in college is not necessarily. Plan A, yeah. so you know, a lot of those athletes will have decisions to make. So just, I mean, so many unprecedented things happening here that that we will be sorting through in the coming weeks and months. But from the college football perspective, 
obviously if if spring practice has gone entirely which seems to be the direction that we're going right now if spring practice has gone mm-hmm. entirely uh that certainly you know is is a loss for a lot of players uh you know that that is valuable practice time um you know, you still certainly can can have a season in the fall if if things yeah. you know depending on the timing of every, everything it's certainly possible that uh, that we could have a normal college football season starting in the fall it's possible that we won't so much so much that we don't yeah. know you know I, I guess just in general you would say that you know established players uh, are are the ones who you know may may remain established you know as you mentioned with the offensive line um, you know the the players that um, you know are really missing the opportunity probably are are the players the young players who yeah. have you know played behind veteran players who may be moving on, uh, and this spring was their opportunity to go out there and really show that they're ready to step in to a bigger role. Uh, you know, w- will we end up kind of in the fall potentially just a lot of coaches kind of picking up with with the guys that they know you know the known commodities mm-hmm. the guys who have played uh probably will you know will will be a little bit ahead of the guys who haven't whenever we come back uh because they're not getting this time in the spring to really make an impression yeah and it's something you know like a guy like zach carpenter was the first one that popped up in my mind uh, when i was kind of going through it and then and then nolan rumler was the next guy on the list and i, I was like okay both of these guys are great examples right where there's Two, you know, there's three interior jobs, you know, on the offensive line that are open. They're going to be open whenever the season starts back up, anyway. Uh, but for those guys, you know, this was going to be a huge spring for them to have the opportunity to go and get and get work as redshirt freshmen or second year players, um, and maybe make a move. I mean, it's so difficult for second year players um, to to go from not playing to being a starter. I mean, that's really really a, a tall task, especially for a center. Um, and but really for any spot up front, but you think about those guys and, and boy, they really could have used not only the full spring session, but also, um, you know, the full year of weight training. I mean, they conceivably they would have stayed here in the summer and trained with uh, Michigan strength program, but also that's, that's all stuff that, you know, they can give them programs to do on their own, um, you know, if they have the ability to do that near their house, I don't know if that's something that, uh, you know, I, I remember when I played high school football back in the day, they would part out the weight room and send stuff home with people. And you'd sort of, you know, when school was closed and you couldn't go in there, I don't know what they'll do, but, you know, there's still opportunities to train and that sort of thing. But I think, Austin, that's a good point is that, you know, for Michigan, suddenly a lot of those positions that, we were probably going to have hyper focus on in the fall in terms of there's question marks, you know, cause spring is always a time for learning and sort of experimentation. And sometimes things happen in spring that we never see again, you know, sometimes there's a position switch and then it gets, you know, changed back and we never talk about it again, but a lot of the experimentation maybe um, gets delayed, you know, I mean, you know, and I would also note all things are probably on the table here. I know the NCAA has already talked about, you know, additional um, eligibility for those players in spring that lost their seasons and maybe even guys and gals in the winter. Um, you know, we don't know that the NCAA wouldn't allow football teams to have those practice times in the summer. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how all that would go. I don't know if there's extra stuff that would be involved. Um, you know, there so there maybe would be more time for team development. Maybe it'll be a condensed schedule. I'm not sure. But that is one thing I've thought about is, is the younger players who were poised to make a big move here – 
you know, all of a sudden, you know, it becomes more, you know, important for them to get their mental reps and to study their playbook and also to make sure they stay in shape. But, you know, you think about guys like the quarterback receiver, right? I mean, for a team that's going into a situation where you're, you're trying to find a new quarterback and a big part of who wins that job is going to be about their timing with the receivers, that gets a little complicated maybe if if we're a month down the road and they're not allowed to be in the same room with each other. So, you know, I guess we'll have to wait and see how it goes. Yeah, you know, obviously the quarterback position, as you mentioned, is the one that has been on everybody's mind. And a lot of the anticipation for spring was the opportunity for Dylan McCaffrey and, and Joe Milton to really ramp up that competition. And one of the unfortunate things is that, as you said, those guys uh, are going to have to put that on hold for a while. And there certainly is, is stuff that they can do uh, you know, mm-hmm. on their own. Uh, but so much of, of breaking in a new quarterback is uh, the chemistry yeah. and, and the time you know, working with your receivers, working with your offensive line, uh, you know, just building that cohesion as a unit. And, and Michigan's not going to get that. Um, nobody else is going to get it either. But nobody else. Yeah, yeah. so I, I think you know, we're, what, uh, less than a week into this, and I'm already going to mm-hmm. declare the moratorium <laughs> that any team that you know comes back and, and you know pl- plays that card of, you know, poor us, we didn't get this time. Nobody's getting the time. Uh, yeah. Much more important things right now uh, than, than spring practice. And, I mean, teams have been very good, I think, you know, across the board, uh, Michigan included, of, of having priorities in the right place. But, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. the, you know, the point is that everybody, he's going to start from the same place uh when they do come back and you know the teams that have a returning quarterback coming back that's certainly uh you know going to be an advantage maybe a bigger advantage now than it's ever been uh for a team like michigan they're going to have to figure out how to compress basically you know whatever it would be nine months of a quarterback competition into whatever window of time is there before the season starts you know dylan mccaffrey is as a player who you know has played a little bit more at this level uh, is a little bit further along in his career you know i guess you would say just uh you know at a completely you know kind of the 30,000 foot view of it uh the players that have been in the program longer are you know probably uh a little bit ahead and you know positioned to pick up where they left off but I wouldn't at all make the leap to say uh, that Joe Milton's not going to have time to close that oh, gap. Yeah. He, I think he'll have time. I hope he'll have time. You know, I hope that you know this this gets going in time that those guys can actually have a competition because obviously there was a lot of anticipation for that battle to play out. Yeah, it's really interesting, and and I think that it also when, when I was listening to you just then, I, it kind of dawned on me. I mean, it's I think in theory it also means that you know a kid who's a freshman who's coming in the summer. You know, maybe this is his chance more, maybe more than it would have been to uh, to come in and impress right away if he's in shape and ready to go and has studied up the way he needs to. And uh, maybe he doesn't know any better and he'd come in here and, and play with his hair on fire. But I think really in general, what we'll see is the teams that, you know, and in the, in the programs that operate, you know, best as, because college football is starting to go towards this area. College basketball has been there for a while. Uh, every season is brand new. And, and teams, you know, that... Nothing ever stays the same. I mean, not even a bulk of anything ever stays the same anymore. There's so much with the transfer portal now. Uh, we see early draft entrants and everything else and people moving and moving on and things like that. Um, so the programs that are already sort of ingrained in every new, every season is brand new. Uh, everything, everything is, is basically, it's not quite a start over, but in a lot of ways, sometimes it is. Um, Michigan, I think, is sort of in that 
in that mode of, you know, they've had a lot of staff turnover over the years. They've had to make a lot of changes. They've had attrition. They've had a lot of, they've had a fair, their fair share of early entries and things of that nature. Um, they've turned over a lot over the years. Uh, I think they're pretty used to that sort of thing. So starting over uh, for a lot of guys, I don't think should be a brand new thing. It's just about you're not getting maybe those those four weeks in spring that you would have gotten otherwise with your with your players. But we don't know that they won't get them back too. So, um, you know, I guess we'll see. We'll see how that goes. And one thing, Austin, before we go, that isn't Michigan related, that I wanted to uh, maybe we take a couple minutes on this. You know, as people sort of um, you know look for things to fill their time. You know, I've sort of uh, I've always maybe maybe this is just me. I mean, I've always enjoyed old games. Uh, a lot games that I remember when I was younger, games that I remember even from a couple of years ago, and, and sometimes I watch those and I like those better than I like the <laughs> current live stuff. If I'm honest, uh, so I'm going to ask, I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm going to say if you had to suggest a couple that maybe people hadn't thought of, um, some games either that uh, you've seen or covered, or games that you remember, or games that were kind of cool uh, that are almost all of them are re- readily available on YouTube somewhere, or at least por- portions of them. If you had any, uh, maybe that you'd want to share. Oh boy, that's a great question. Uh, well, you know, look, just thinking back to kind of the recent past, uh, for me, mm-hmm. uh, if you want to go back and watch some of those, uh, Chip Kelly, Oregon teams, yeah. Marcus Mariota, uh, that's, that's, that's fun stuff to go back and watch. Uh, you know, we were on a, a conference call, uh, with our, uh, athletic Detroit writers just, uh, just a little bit ago, mm-hmm. uh, talking about some, you know, sort of throwback games and stuff. And the first one that popped into my mind, since there was kind of an overlap, uh, with our audience here and, uh, and my, my previous job, I was thinking about that, uh, 2014, I think it was 2014 Oregon, Michigan state game. Uh, mm-hmm. when they, when they played in Eugene, uh, yep. Marcus Mariota, uh, you know, the play that I remember is, uh, you know, a broken play. He's running around, uh, he's about to get tackled. He kind of flips the ball across his body to Royce Freeman. Um, you know, a play that kind of stood out as uh, one of the really memorable plays from that season. Uh, so, you know, if you're a, if you're a yeah. Michigan fan and you want to watch, uh, Michigan state, uh, suffer a little bit, you can go back and watch that one. Uh, sure, that's, that's fun. What do you got? What's, uh, what, what do you been watching yeah i think that there's a i mean i know for fact so there's a ton of old um nfl games that are that the nfl themselves uh itself and i should say uh has put up over the years um i watch them all the time they're like games from the 80s and 90s um you know some even more modern and current that that are all in full a lot lot of old great playoff games uh i put up the uh, i tweeted out uh, the old oilers bills uh, comeback game from I think it was like 1991, some, something like that in there. I tweeted out the old Lions, uh, the, the last time the Lions won a playoff game, which was 1991 <laughs> against uh, against the Cowboys. Uh, some great old, I mean, this is college basketball time too, so some great old college basketball games. Uh, and I know Austin and I are both gonna gonna be on a project with that going forward with the Athletic as well. Um, Michigan games, I would say that like like this is a time maybe if you're like a younger fan and. You know, you you weren't able to appreciate maybe you know a player like Charles Woodson. Uh, I would say that there are. I know that you can go back and you can find games from not just Charles Woodson's Woodson's Heisman season, but maybe like the 1996 Michigan Ohio State game. I know Michigan fans would probably love to watch that. That's an upset win uh, that Michigan got. And Woodson was 95 through 97. So what I would do, and my suggestion is, is if if there's a player 
that you know you've heard a lot about or you've read a lot about that you maybe are a little bit younger or maybe maybe you're older and you haven't paid attention to some younger players like a Denard Robinson or something um, that you can always go back and, and sort of search through because what I like to do a lot of times is just uh, go back and appreciate and Austin you know this there's so many you mentioned one Marcus Mariota there's so many great college players that we've seen you know in the past 10 to 15 to 20 years that you that you remember so much and you read so much about while they're there. Uh, and then when they leave, and maybe even they go on the NFL, you sort of forget about them. And sometimes I would say, you know, go back and watch games that, you know, maybe Desmond Howard played in or Charles Woodson with Michigan or if you're uh, wanting to venture even further out than that. I mean, like, go back and watch Lamar Jackson play at Louisville. I, I mean, that's one right there where, I mean, like, I am a proud member of the I voted for Lamar Jackson for Heisman twice uh, club. So that's like my only like, hey, I called it before this guy, <laughs> maybe of all time. But I mean, I think that there's so many things like that that you can go back and watch. I mean, there's great games all over the place. But college football in general is filled with so many cool, you know, players um, that we remembered fondly. I mean, even those like USC teams that ended up in scandal. Those yeah. were, those teams were a lot of fun to watch. I don't care if they ended up in scandal. Like Reggie Bush in college was pretty awesome. So there's a lot of stuff like that, you know, that you can go back through college basketball too. And I'm sure that uh, you know Austin and I and, and Brendan and Colton uh, here at the Athletic. I'm sure we'll go through some of those too as we go forward and, and talk about them. But that's also an idea for this podcast. If if there are ideas or players that you'd like us to dive into, maybe uh, on the show then let us know. And I think we can do that. We can look into some things and we can figure out a way to, to make that happen as, uh, as this downtime goes on. Yeah, definitely. And if there's uh, an interview you want to hear with somebody, you uh, yeah. think of you know whoever your favorite player was as a kid, you want to know what they're up to now, uh, they're probably doing exactly what you're doing. They're probably just yeah. sitting in their house right now. Uh, and maybe, Listening to a podcast. Yeah, maybe yeah. we'd be happy to uh, to come on the podcast. So give yeah, give us some ideas, some people who'd be great guests for the podcast. Uh, we're going to keep working on that. Hey, the other great thing about Michigan, and I, uh, I found this out again, working on a story recently uh if you yeah. enjoy the history of michigan football oh, like the God. old time yeah. history of michigan football uh the archives it, it's all a lot of it is available digitally uh you can learn a ton uh and who knows mm-hmm. maybe on this podcast we'll go back to uh 1894 yes. or whatever <laughs> whatever it is i think we should absolutely we do could that go year day, by yes. year probably yeah. through the entire history <laughs> Uh, we'll see if we get that desperate, but yeah, uh, a lot, uh, a lot that we can find to fill our time. So, uh, Nick and I will definitely, uh, we will continue coming to you, uh, on the podcast. We're going to do everything we can, uh, to keep things interesting until the games come back. So, Hey, everybody, thank you again for sticking with us. Uh, thank you for checking out the podcast. We will talk to you soon. Everybody stay safe. Everybody, uh, stay indoors, uh, observe all your, uh, all your protocols there. So everybody stays healthy and we will talk to you soon here on the RPM Podcast. A place for you